Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Think Movie Show. My name is Francisco and I am joined with Brian Prado. And today we are talking about Game of Thrones. Actually, we're talking about House of the Dragons, mm-hmm. which is the new uh, series from the Game of Thrones universe. Based on the book? Based on the book. I don't know when it was written. Was it written before? It might have been. Maybe after. Maybe after. I don't know. This is probably something we should have looked up. Yeah. Um, uh, either way, know. we're, we're if, talking about the show, not the yeah, book. Yeah, we're not talking about the books. We're not nerds, bro. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're all nerds. We should, I should read the book. No, we, we, we have a podcast talking about, you know, film and Nerdy TV. Shit. So it's, it's, you know, we're nerds. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be talking about the show. Um, I think it takes place 200 years before or like 170. 100, yeah, almost 200 probably. Like close to 200 years yeah. prior to the Game of Thrones um, show. Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about that. I know the first two episodes dropped. Brian has seen both of them. I haven't seen the second one, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be watching it. It's fine. It's not, it's not going to be like a total breakdown of each episode. Yeah. We're going by scene by scene. Yeah. We're going to talk about, because it's only two episodes. It's only two episodes, so it's not going to be a lot of substance. We'll probably do that by, by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about our highs and lows. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones yeah. as a whole. Exactly. This existing in the TV space. That's what I want to talk about mainly. Yeah. And I think um, if you want to find your reviews, they're going to be out there. Everyone yeah. is talking about this show. It's like broken records for HBO Max on, you know, how many people are watching it opening night. Um, um, so it's you'll find them and yeah. we'll, we'll get to that anyway. Uh, we'll just be a little bit more patient on that mm-hmm. end. If you want a more breakdown of like i said game of thrones as a whole yeah and house of dragons even though it's first two episodes you know listen yeah. this is this is this will be interesting this will be you. interesting yeah this will be interesting for you regardless yeah um, we also have other topics to talk about um oh we're gonna get into star wars again i know you guys have like are tired of it but it's fine we're it's gonna on get twitter. into it we gotta it's talk twitter. about we gotta it talk about it it's trending ryan johnson yeah. hyping himself up exactly so we're gonna do that and then we're gonna play a little game at the end of the show that we're probably gonna continue it's a segment yeah um so that's a little tease mm-hmm. about what we're gonna do later but for now our game of thrones stock so brian you have seen the first two episodes of house of the dragon i have maybe just like overall thoughts on the first since you've seen both of them overall thoughts the first episode mm-hmm. i thought was good yeah um get you back into that feel right it, it's much more fast-paced yeah than even the first episode even the first season of the original game of thrones show yeah yeah it's uh, the first season is very like I, I can when people talk about game of thrones or they say oh it's really hard to get into it's because of season one because it, it's, it's very season slow. one it's but right slow. after season one you get into it it's some of the best tv ever yeah it really is so in, in the first episode it gets you into the action into the plot pretty quickly you understand a lot of these characters motivations right off the bat i'm looking at you matt smith yeah matt smith's character damon targaryen yeah um you kind of get the feeling of it's kind of the same feeling of game of thrones yeah people want the throne Mm -hmm. they want to be king they want to be queen yeah um the lead actress is is where where am i looking at uh, there we go millie alcock there we go lead actress yeah i think she does a great job she's she gives you that game of thrones like she's 
was built to be Game yeah. of Thrones character, especially the way she acts too. She's she's kind of like lighthearted yeah. at the start, but you could tell she she could be menacing. Yeah, she she has that. Um, whenever she pauses, sometimes like whenever before she speaks or anything, I can sense. I'm like, oh, she has Daenerys vibes. Yeah, yeah, where Daenerys like especially towards the later episode, even though in the middle, when something bad would happen and she would get pissed, you could tell. Yeah, and it's like oh. She might do something. Exactly. She might do something that's like not, you know, very good. Yeah. So, in my opinion, I think first episode's good. Second episode gets you more into the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's my problem with the show. Let's, let's, let's hear it. I think the show is just fine for right now. Listen, mm-hmm. it's only two episodes only, in. Okay, don't, that, don't come that at guy, me. That guy was about to hit unlike on that video just like, that yeah, comment or anything. He's about to comment. Just Dude, listen. Hold on. It's two episodes in. Yeah. I want to give my thoughts on this show existing as a whole. Yeah. I want to ask you a quick question. It's, yeah, let's hear it. Do we need a prequel to Game of Thrones? Like, Do you even want one? Did you want one? No. <laughs> no, right? That's my that's my easiest answer. No. We don't need one. I could have existed or it could have existed and I or it could have not existed. I, I wouldn't have cared. I think the reason Game of Thrones, the original show, was so successful is because although we had the books, not everybody read them. Yeah. This was a fresh show. Yeah. It we already Something we new. didn't know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. The hype was there. Yeah. For eight fucking seasons. Yeah. Since I was 12 years old, I remember being 12 and my uncle telling me, you should watch Game of Thrones. And I put it off for three years. Yeah. I watched the first season. Yeah. Stopped. Yeah. And I re and I watched the entire show mm-hmm. when the last season was airing. When Same. I was like, yeah, we both did actually 20 years old, like three years ago. Yeah. Like I think we like the last, very last, like three episodes, we saw them together. Yep. And we all caught up and it was like a moment. It was like, this is the last episode you'll yeah. ever see. And we, we kind of weren't in the, oh, it's getting kind of worse because we, we were like barely binging it. So we're like, oh, this show is fantastic. Awesome. This show is awesome. It's amazing. It's amazing. And then, you know, we I mean, I, everyone knows about season eight, but yeah. Um, but yeah, continue. Continue what you were saying. But yeah, we had the hype. Yeah. Nobody really knew. What Game of Thrones was, except for people that read the book, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's people, what the, yeah. Other than those people who knew what to expect, no one else didn't. Yeah. This was a completely new take on, like, fantasy, medieval drama. Mm-hmm. It's mainly a character drama, if we're yeah. being honest. Yeah, no, it, it, The characters carried the show. That's where the, the show, Game of Thrones, was at its best. Yes. Yeah. After the first season, you fall in love with whatever character you wanted to, and that was yeah. your favorite character. Yeah. Or you're, you're saying to yourself... Oh, I like this character a lot. Oh my God, they died. Exactly. What the fuck? Exactly. And so you find new, and then it's more of like, you have to cherish these, cherish these characters before something bad happens to them. So with this show existing, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I just have no reason to be that interested. Yeah. Especially, look, hear me out. Let's just get, let's have this scenario, right? Let's say season eight is fantastic. Let's say it ends the way you want it to let's say it's just great let's say it's a good show all the way through right season seven keep it the same okay season eight delivers right season eight just delivers and you're like wow best that ending was amazing to the best show best ending to the best show right it's like oh my god i want more and then this happens are you more excited i think i'm more excited yeah 
mainly having to do with the Targaryens, because the show is about one family. Yeah, it's about the fall of the Targaryens. Yeah, it's about the one family, whereas in Game of Thrones, it followed, what, four, Many. five different families? Yeah. I mean, at, at the, I haven't seen it, uh, episode two, but see, in episode one, they do kind of hint at, like, Hightower family. Like, the different, sure. the other different families, but this is mainly, like, it's, what, it's one family. in one family wanting the throne. Yeah, exactly. It's cool. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I already got that, and I feel like I, I even got more of it with mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. Got you. Yeah. Or, uh, the original show. I, Game of, yeah. I, it's titled Game of Thrones House of Dragons or whatever. Oh, okay. The original show is titled Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones. Right, just Game of Thrones. So yeah. it's going to be hard to talk about. But <laughs> the original show, yeah, we already had that hype. We had the excitement. We didn't know what to expect. Yeah. We got a new feeling from this type of show. Mm -hmm. But now it's the same type of feeling. Yeah. It's menacing. Yeah. It's it's drama. It's a lot of drama. Yeah. They're fighting for the throne. Yeah. I don't feel like I really need it. That's why I feel like the show is just fine. The first two episodes, they're fine. Yeah. Is this show, the main problem I have, is this show going to be eight seasons? Do I have to wait eight years for the show to end, I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, look, especially because they said that it was 170 plus years prior to this. They, If they wanted to, they could go on for a while. They can go on for fucking 30 seasons. They can go on for, well, they can go on for a while. Like, I don't know how much the show spanned, like the Game of Thrones original show. I don't know how long that was. Probably, well, like... Like, I mean... we 20 years? Arya, like let's look at Arya. Oh, yeah, okay, she was a Arya. kid. She was a kid. Then she grew up to be like what an almost an adult, like late teens, maybe, maybe late teens. Yeah. So like ten years. Ten to twelve years. Yeah. yeah that was rich storytelling right there. Ten years. Exactly. This is a hundred and seventy two years. Exactly. So I understand I understand your feelings. Yeah. Because I saw the first episode and while I thought it was good, mm -hmm. right? Gets me back into the feel of things. That's what it is. It's just getting me back into the feel of Game of Thrones. Like, there's nothing special about it. Uh, guys, But there obviously. was something special about Game of Thrones yeah, when yeah. you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Game of Thrones, like you said, it was something that we've never seen before. It's a rich... In terms of... I mean, it's Lord of the Rings, kind of. You can say, well, what's related to it's Lord of the Rings a little bit, but still it's about the character. It's about these awful people trying to go for the throne, uh -huh. right? And mixed in with some, with some people Fantasy who are... Fantasy elements. Yeah, yeah. People who are good, people who are, you know, are just whatever, but in a cruel world, yep. right? Um, and I think there was an interview with uh, um, George R. R. Martin, right? He's the... Uh, He's the author of the books. Correct? He's the author. I think he's even more involved with this yeah, show now. I think he, I don't know if he's co-writing or he's of a consultant. Like I think I don't think he was that much in the original Game of Thrones show, but in this one he is. And there's they gave him an interview and he answered that this show is like Shakespearean in a way where it's like a bunch of just everyone is flawed, everyone is flawed, and bad people do good things and good people do bad things. And I'm like. Okay, so you're describing Game of Thrones, exactly. right? Um, but I feel like from what I've seen, I get that mm -hmm. and I understand. I have some, I think a lot of people have been having the same issue for a while um, with, with Game of Thrones in general, but not with this show, especially for the first episode. Um, but I understand where you're coming from, though, because... It's not anything new anymore. It's not the new kid on the block. It's it's mainly because 
Game of Thrones dropped in 2011. Just think about uh, how long. 11 years, 10 we, years ago? 10, 11 years ago? Yeah. 11, 11 years ago. Just think about how long we've like grown up with this show. Yeah. I mean, not for us. Yeah. Obviously. Culturally, I guess. Culture, yeah, yeah. As a culture, we changed after Game of Thrones. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just like growing with the culture with Game of Thrones. Yeah. We've had we've had so many so many ups and downs. We we know all the feelings when it yeah. comes to Game of Thrones. Even the best feelings. Yeah. The red wedding. The, yeah. I still get reaction videos like on TikTok because I'm on Game of Thrones. Like I, I liked a couple of videos, so a lot of it like Game of Thrones tag stuff happens. Yeah. People are still reacting to that, like really? for the first time, like they've never seen it before. It'd be something to fucking watch Game of Thrones for the first time again. It'd be amazing. Yeah, no, it's 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 like an experience. And I think this show is trying to do that. Yeah, and look, obviously, we're, we we don't get this if it's not for the money aspect. Game of Thrones was huge. Obviously, they needed to let some time pass before this dropped because mm-hmm. after season eight, season eight left a bad taste in people's mouth, and so they waited a little bit. But now that we have it, it's here, it's happening. They already renewed it for season two. Um, after the first episode, dude, the first episode, yeah, record. So they were like, yeah, we're gonna renew this. There was There's a no video way. on Twitter of like an apartment building where people were watching I saw that. episode one. All at the same time? Dude, like the entire apartment complex is watching it. Yeah. After Which is, that, I was like, oh, this show's getting renewed already. <laughs> yeah, dude. All HBO execs just need to, they just need to look at that and be like, yeah, we're renewing this for five more seasons. Because financially, it makes sense. Financially for them, it makes sense to make a House of the Dragons because it would make money. People still want, maybe they want a redemption of what they, maybe they want something better. You know what I mean? Um, and... I guess in in terms of what we've gotten so far, like we said, first two episodes, first episode for me, like we've gotten so far, it's okay. It's just it's good. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. No, no, it's good. It's good. It really is. Let's we, think about we, the first two episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah. They were good. They were good. I mean, there were obviously way better episodes yeah, in like, the middle of the show. Yeah, yeah. So... We get it. It's the first two episodes. This yeah. show could be one of the best shows ever yeah. made. Oh my god! Can you imagine, like five years from now, we're looking back on this episode, and we're That's like, kind of my main problem. Yeah. I don't want it to be five years from now. <laughs> I, I I don't want I don't want ten years to span, and yeah. then we finally get the ending to House of Dragons. Now, yeah, I, I that's I, my main problem yeah. with it. Here's you. Here you. Um, I will play devil's advocate for this conversation because yeah. I, right now, I agree with you. Okay. I agree with you 100%. I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? We're watching Breaking Bad. It ends. And you're thinking to yourself, wow, what an amazing ending. Amazing. Best of the best ending, right? Better Call Saul happens. Yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, why do <laughs> yep. I need it? Just, it is a perfect ending. Why do I need this? I already we already finished Breaking Bad. I think we're good, but I feel like it goes back to my first question of what happens if Game of Thrones is actually finishes great. What if it What if it finishes and it's like the best show ever? Yeah, right. See, Breaking Bad happens, and then you see this Better Call Saul thing, and then it turns out it's already finished. People are saying some people are saying it's better than Breaking Bad. So I have a good rebuttal for this. Got you, got you. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. It's mainly has to do with time period. Uh, okay. Better, you follow the same characters you uh, did in Breaking you. Bad with Better Call Saul. I got you. I got you. you. All these interesting characters you want to know more about because you follow the main cast, which is um, Walt and Jesse. Yeah, yeah. Right, but, and their family. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I got you. But the interesting characters of Mike, 
and Saul Goodman. Yeah. What's your fan favorites? Fan favorites. Yeah. Perfect to make a show five or six years later. Pre Breaking oh, Bad. Pre, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Dude. Yeah. This is a hundred and like fifty or seventy years before. It's <laughs> true. Completely, completely new characters, yeah. completely new feelings for them. Uh-huh. Do are they even good? Like, yeah. Are their motivations as good as Game of Thrones? Yeah. Because that's what I will. I will say the reason people stuck around for Game of Thrones was were the characters in the mm. first episode. They're so lively. Yeah. It, it's it's almost um very fun in in a very dark aspect I, right you know what the and first I, episode yeah exactly I, I will say this because this is the thing i've seen a lot of comparisons to the first episodes of both really and they have oh i don't know if it's the first episode of game of thrones is that where they have the duel uh the, is that the first episode of game of thrones because in house of dragons the first episode is a duel is a duel right is it the first episode it's one of the first there's episodes. a lot of like yeah anything i remember from the first episode is the lannisters yeah coming into to the um, winterfell yeah winterfell. winterfell that's what i remember yeah and well then then it's not the first episode i don't think then. it's the first episode but they showed screenshots of like how big it was compared to how big the uh, the, the duel was in game of thrones to, to house of dragons right and how it's like a humongous stadium and it's like the budget is obviously there but the thing is what game of thrones lacked in budget it, um, it made up for in it made characters. up for in in in, in character driven uh, story right and i know people always say oh this this thing sucks because the characters suck because the story sucks the thing is house of dragons you can tell that their character stuff is there it's still there but you have they, to wait yeah and and the thing is with game of thrones it was there from the start it was there from the start it was there from the start right so many characters you fell in love with already yeah already and the dynamics i played mm-hmm. you could see the dynamics still here it, it's but, a lot more serious in this show yeah. i think they're taking themselves way too serious yeah that's and, true but i mean i guess they have to game of thrones was a very fucking serious <laughs> yeah, show it was. by the end of it yeah, exactly yeah we're, we're acting like you know, it's like a comedy, but it's not. It's you know? not. Yeah. But the, I feel like the reason why we like them is because of the, the Tyrions, is because of the, you know, the, the Lan- dynamic, the yeah. Lannisters, and like the smirkiness of of how cold and and, and, and yes. just the, the Winterfell is compared to how the, the Lannisters. The contrast between yeah. the, the families where you got that from episode, episode one. one episode one. Episode one. And the thing is here, they're all, like you said, they're all Targaryens. Yeah. And, and, and. You know, not all of them. Not all. Not all of them. Obviously, for sure. But the thing is, like the majority of the, what we see is all Targaryens, and so um, maybe we'll get that. And like you said, slow starts happen in great shows, and we'll see. But I understand why it's like I'm. I don't know if I'm willing to wait those five years for for us to come back and listen to this episode and say, oh, you know what, we were wrong. Right. It's like I want to just be proven right. I can just start. rewatch Game of Thrones. No, yeah. Let me just go watch Game of Thrones because I know, I mean, obviously it's pretty hard to finish, but you know, still there's exactly, a lot of enjoyment yeah. in that show. Um, Those are just my main, my main problems with the show. This show yeah. could be fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like we said, this is episode two. Yeah. It only aired what this past Sunday. Yeah. Episode it's been three? two Sundays. It's this two Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, exactly. And we're already, we're already complaining. should not exist. Yeah. This show's <laughs> fucking sucks. No, this not, show yeah. sucks. No, no, we're not saying that at all. I feel like it's just an interesting topic to talk about because, you know, you're going to get the reviews. You're going to get people saying, 
you know, it's similar in, in, in tone and, and theme. And, you know, you see all the elements there playing like you're going to get those reviews um, a, a week weekly. Right. Because it's coming out weekly. Um, I guess this is just an interesting perspective to have. I know? just don't feel the same way. Yeah. I don't have the same um, love exactly. and enthusiasm. Yeah. Like I had for Game of Thrones, the original yeah. show. Yeah. Like I do for House of Dragons. I, I just exactly. don't. It's it's not there. And that troubled me when I first saw the first episode. I was like, okay, yeah, this is a new HBO show. And the thing is, That's I don't cool. I don't know if it's because Game of Thrones, because of the popularity, the budget kept going up and up and up. But we already are emotionally invested in all the characters. So when the budget goes up and things are happening, action sequences are happening. You care. You're like, oh, wait. It I, only heightens it. I, I, it heightens the experience for you because you're like, oh, my God, they're doing something and I'm kind of nervous for them. But here it's all there already. And so things are happening on screen where you're like, well, I don't know these guys. So why should I care about the Targaryen losing this fight? Uh, the the duel, um, uh, Matt Smith. Yeah, Damon. Damon da- Targaryen. Yeah, Damon Targaryen. Targaryen. Yeah. Why should I care if he's winning or losing? Mm-hmm. Why should I care if... if uh, uh, uh king Vas- like i don't really care that much right exactly. right now right now right now but i don't care about the action that's going on on screen the reason why game of thrones season one is so great is because it's just the the conversations that they have you're like oh this guy's slimy i fucking hate this guy because or it was, also it was new it was new. new for us you're right you're right you're right and um it was something brand new it was fresh yeah the people who might look at it different the people that read the books you know yeah who already know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, oh, I wish they did it better in this way, right? Yeah. So I understand that aspect yeah. of them. But for broad majority who didn't read the books, yeah. that was their first entry into fantasy world. Exactly. It's a med- medieval fantasy yeah. land. And look, it's 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 basically a, it's basically like, you know, it's the gossip in the, in the work environment. It's like, oh my god, this the this happened, and 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 this guy is trying to trying to move up in 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 the in the, in the uh, company. And what should we do? I want to move up in the company. Like yeah. it's 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 kind of like that aspect, you know. Obviously elevated to killing people and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But swords, but swords and stuff. But um, but I think th- I think this is a great topic to talk about because, like we said before, this is this is like a show that's been already heightened by its predecessor you know what i mean mm-hmm. so people already like looking at it with magnifying glasses like us um but you know we'll see what happens in the show maybe it gets better maybe episode three is like the best episode we've yeah. ever seen ever um so who knows but i mean that's what i liked about episode one that it happened like there was a lot of stuff that happened really fast yeah like you kind of get the sense oh she's gonna be queen P- people want her throne. Damon mm-hmm. Targaryen is a fucking piece of shit loser douchebag. Yeah. Who's going to be like obviously the antagonist. Yeah. Everything happened so quickly in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And so that made me think, okay, maybe it might not take as long for things to get started like Game of Thrones did. Yeah. House of Dragons going to start quicker. True. We're going to get into more of the action quicker. It's going to yeah. end sooner. Yeah. Um. But after watching episode two, I was like, okay, yeah, they're, they're going to dive deep into the details yeah. of family drama. Yeah. And so maybe maybe it might take a long time to build yeah. to build to something. That's true. Um yeah. but it's the first two episodes, guys. Yeah. yeah. I if I were to, to 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 critique not critique. 
if I were to have a conversation about episode one, since so the episode that I've seen, mm-hmm. if I were to bring up something that's not, you know, the show's great. But I will say this. Um, there's a scene in episode one where King Viserys has to choose between his wife and or uh, their uh, child. Right. The birth giving scene, which is very hard to watch. Yeah. In episode one. So the spoilers, if you haven't seen House of Dragon, but um, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably already seen it. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone or on YouTube or YouTube it. Yeah. Yeah. Or on YouTube or on TikTok that, you know, you've seen this video. Mm-hmm. You've probably already seen it. But um, violence against women in terms of in Game of Thrones, it was already there, which is like fine. People are like, oh, it's, that's how realistic it was, which is you're right. That's how it was. Um, people have been talking about how the violence is continuing and how King Viserys' decision, um, is one that didn't need to be showed as gruesomely as it did, which is like, I understand, right? Because this woman basically killed, basically murdered, right? Against her will, right? Which is like, it was pretty bad when I saw it, but I'm like, it was kind of hard to watch, but... Um, it goes back to what George R. R. Martin was saying about how these are, you know, there's good people who are making bad decisions, right? Everyone is flawed. Everyone is flawed, right? And that, how, like, in, in episode one, I think is what we see first, Jamie and Cersei have sexual relationships, right? That's yeah. episode one. First episode. So, there's a, there, there's a, um, a through line in these two shows where, like, episode one, we're going to show you something fucking shocking, right? How in the first, in Game of Thrones, though, I feel like plays an integral part in 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 what the show is going to be about. I feel like this decision, I think it will have an integral part of what's going to happen because King Viserys and whatever cuz he chooses for uh Rhaenyra mm-hmm. to to be queen after that because right. he has no choice, right? This is it. I'd say they're my fucked up brother. Yeah, he wanted to have a son. He wanted to have a son, right? Um and it'll probably play an impact on going forward. But it's just like at some point we might have to stop showing gruesome like violence towards women mm-hmm. in a show. Um, because I feel like some women, whether we want to talk about that, that dynamic um, or that little um, how HBO max and discovery were looking at male, male audience and, and women audience and how each thing skews, which right. way. Right. And how some guys probably won't have a, issue with that but some women are like you know what maybe this isn't skewed towards me because like i keep i keep seeing violence towards me towards women and and it's like for for entertainment for big budget entertainment right and it's like is this made for me and that's why i feel like you know what maybe we should tone it back Mm -hmm. and how we are showcasing what what could be true what probably was true for a lot of women in that age right so I feel like, you know, if I were to critique it in that way, tone it back a little. Yeah, they they enthrall in it. They, they not only do they show her getting a C-section, they they like show all the blood. They show her murdering her. Yeah. Straight up murdering her. Yeah. It's very brutal. It's like, yeah. okay, this was the scene yeah. for the show. Yeah. For the first episode. Literally. Yeah. This yeah. was the shock factor to get people talking. It's yeah, like, it's like that's yeah. A, what if we had more more things to yeah to drive people to watch the show than than this? Because in, in a sense, in a storytelling perspective, you could see you can say, 
as them, as the writers, they can say, no, but this is the game changer, right? We included this part of the episode because this is a decision that King Viserys made as a good person, as a good king that we've shown him to be. Um, to be um, he made this bad decision that ultimately ended in this, right? And that changes the whole perspective of uh, Rhaenyra and, and her reign as queen, right? And how maybe she finds out that, you know what, because she, she loves uh, her mother. Everyone loves the, the mother, right? She's great. But his decision of, of, of killing her, basically, was a decision that he made and how maybe how she will see him, right? And it probably... <laughs> it's going to have no impact on the show and later. Who knows? Maybe it will. But the thing is, you can make that... If you were, if that's your argument, you can make that impact without showing us that. You don't have to tell us. But maybe down the line, right? Is you can set it up and then he can be like, yeah, I murdered your mom. Or she can find out, you murdered my mom from someone there for whatever because of the secrets or anything you had my mother killed because she could have survived or i, I don't know what the whole dynamic was in that first episode whether she could survive in general or mm-hmm. not um but he chose he chose the child but he chose the son he chose the son and the son still died and the son still died right and so you don't have to show us right no. it, uh, a lot of the times not showing us is more powerful listen the right? jousting scenes Show that. Yeah. That was fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's brutal. That, very all. brutal. They're very fucking brutal. hitting each other. Yeah. With, what, what is that a mallet? What the yeah, fuck is that called? Yeah, humongous sticks, dude. That's the best we can describe. Humongous that. sticks and yeah. so they're blowing their face off. You don't need yeah. a gun. Exactly. I thought those scenes were fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> it, it's very gruesome. No, yeah, it's very gruesome. At some point, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, fuck. Like, okay, I remember this being that gruesome in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, yeah that, that's, that's my one only scene. That yeah. They wanted that scene to be yeah, uh, the one that gets people talking. Uh, exactly. And that's where I'm like, okay, you, weird. Want, you want people to get talking with, with, you know, violence against women. It's like, oh, okay, I see. But it's like, you know, I feel like we should just take into consideration how other people might feel. And so I'm not trying to be like, you know, ever care about everyone's feelings because I'm not really that. I'm more about storytelling. This is first. But you could tell the story better and you don't have to include that. Yeah, that's my whole point, you know. But um, yeah, I but agree. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I have to say about uh the first episode of Game of Thrones. Obviously, I'm gonna see episode two. Episode three is coming out this Sunday. Um, in terms of, we already had this conversation already. But if you were, were best case scenario, this is the best show. What would you expect moving forward from this show? What would I like to expect, or what do I think is going to happen? What would you like to expect? Um. Not just like it, not in details and narrative, but just like you hope the show is. I hope the show just reveals more about its characters mm-hmm. through just emotion. Yeah, just plain emotion. I feel like the show is very, very serious, and yeah. and I don't think it needs to be. Uh, you get you do get that one scene with Renera and her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like playing like, oh, I wish I could be with you forever. Yeah, that scene's cool. Yeah, it's a. Like three minute scene. Yeah. While the rest of the episodes kind of drab. I like Matt Smith's character, Damon Targaryen. Yeah. He's the most like asshole-ish. He's like he's yeah. having fun. Yeah, he is. Right. He he's the Jamie Lannister in the beginning. He's the what can I compare? I don't know if I can compare him to anyone, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know either. He he is what they try to make what's that dude's name? The Iron Islands Ooh. guy. The one that was with Cersei at the very end. Oh yeah, he he yeah, is I don't remember what, his name, but yeah, yeah, he is what they try to make him. Yeah, he he just wants all the power. Yeah, he 
likes killing people obviously but yeah. he sucks like he's like yeah probably a trash leader yeah. but then he has that moment at that funeral when when they're burning the baby and and, and renera's mom and he's kind of like the only one kind of like being helpful towards renera mm-hmm. because he cares about renera he loves renera right um but yeah there's like um there's a lot of moments where i'm like oh they need to hit harder on the emotion even if it's just comp even if it is comedy and if it's just you know a silly thing game of thrones leaned heavily into that and that's why we care about those characters if this show's only going like if it's only going to appeal to the masses by shock i don't think it's gonna not gonna last well it's not not gonna last long yeah it's gonna people gonna get tired people are gonna get tired like oh it's another episode of game of thrones where Sure, they're diving deep into the lore of the Targaryens, but yeah. like I don't care about any any of these characters. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. The main ones I only care about, which are the main characters, is Rhaenyra and Daemon Targaryen. The rest, yep. I I don't I don't feel any connection to them. I don't. Like I said, it's the first two episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the first two episodes. Listen, give us some slack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, before you hit the dislike button, we're or... providing more. Yeah. More uh conversation, more yeah. a more. What do you say? Yeah, more conversation yeah. to this show than than I think a lot of other people who are just going scene by scene. And hey, about, this is this great. Show's pretty cool. Yeah, this show's great. Um, um, they include a lot of cool fight scenes. Action scenes are great. Like, yeah. That's a general thing. It's HBO. Like, yeah. they're going to be cool scenes. Yeah, yeah. You know? But I think I feel like this is a very interesting topic to talk Acting's about. Acting's going to be there, but yeah, I would just want to see more, you know, emotion, yeah. Yeah. less seriousness. Yeah. Let's get silly. Let's, let's make House of Dragons silly, please. Yes. HBO execs, you know what to do. Make mm-hmm. it silly. Um, but yeah, that'll be the end of our Game of Thrones talk because um, we're probably going to talk about it more... As the episodes progress, maybe we're right, maybe we're wrong. We'll see. We'll see. It's only this the first episode. Age very poorly. I, I hope it ages poorly because then we have some more content. Like yeah, yes. we fucking we were wrong. Mm-hmm. We 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 did not know. We what were we're wrong about Game of Thrones. We were wrong. Who would have thought we were wrong about Game of Thrones, the show that we loved? But um, but yeah. Um, onto another controversial topic. Let's go. Um. I know the majority of Star Wars fans love The Last Jedi. I think it's the most popular opinion that everyone loves The Last Jedi. And everyone loves Ryan Johnson. I think unanimously, he people talk about him being the most... Um, probably the, the, the director in Star Wars universe that is the most talented ever and mm-hmm. has made the best movie ever in the Star it's Wars better universe. than the original trilogy. Better than, better than anything ever put the to fiction that's what most people star wars fans would say if it was opposite day oh, right if it was opposite day that's what they would say yep yeah people do not like the last jedi people hate ryan johnson i am one of those who uh disagrees with that yeah, i've been a fan of this podcast yeah for a while we have discussed this movie at length yeah there's like a there's a episode where we we ask questions and one of the questions was what's the best star wars movie and I, me and Joey both said that The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie. And everyone on the show was like, you guys are stupid. Yeah. And the majority of Star Wars fans Inc- would agree. Including me. Yeah, yeah. No, and Brian, Listen, this everyone. This was like... This was like... Almost two years ago, probably. Probably. Yeah, this is um, when the beginning of the show happened. I have not seen The Last Jedi in a while. Yeah. I believe my feelings will be changed if I just watch it again. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what happened to our friend Sergio, who mm-hmm. was on the that episode when we talked about it. He said he watched it recently, and he rated like four stars out of five in Letterbox. Right. Which is like, whoa, this is crazy because you literally would attack me. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sergio, which he's an amazing Shout guy. Out. I love Sergio. He's like a brother to me. And 
Um, yeah, he said that his mind changed too mm-hmm. when he saw it. Um, but enough of that. We're going to talk about Ryan Johnson's comments because I think he was interviewed for, I think he's doing the press tour now for his new uh, Knives, Knives out. out movie that's coming out, Glass something. We should have pulled Knives that up. Knives Out 2. Knives Out 2. There we go. Um, there's a title, official title to it, but it's Knives Out 2 for this episode right now. Mm-hmm. So he's doing a press junket, I think, for um, that uh, new movie that's coming out of his. And they asked him about his opinions on his movie, on uh, his movie in the Star Wars universe. How does he feel in general about it and everything? And, um, you know, headlines are grabbing this quote that, you know, every news article is grabbing this quote saying, you know, Despite five years later and everything that 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 happened with that movie, I am the most proud, especially five years later, of what I accomplished with that movie and what I had to say. And they were talking about how his trilogy might still be in the works, might not. And he's like, he's saying, I hope I do because I want my. It would be really sad if I, if if you know, I can't play in that sandbox anymore. But people were very uh, loud and opinionated about his perspective of, of, of his film, The Last Jedi. And I wanted to ask you, Brian, since everyone knows my opinion of The Last Jedi, um, I want to ask you about his quote, about whether you whether you agree, whether you disagree, um, and whether or not you would be interested in a Ryan Johnson trilogy in the Star Wars universe. So I'm going to let you take it away. So I kind of have like this opinion that I have with a lot of Disney stuff now. Listen, a lot can change in three years from me caring so much about Star Wars stuff, Marvel stuff, to me completely not giving a fuck. Yeah, literally. I Sure, he can do a trilogy. It'll probably probably be really good. Yeah. But my interest in Star Wars is not there right now. I, yeah. I, I kind of don't care. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the reason why if I rewatch The Last Jedi... I will find a lot more um, interest in it and a lot more things that I like. Yeah. But because I see it as just like as a movie rather than uh, a part of the franchise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I understand that. But (laughs) I don't know. I just I can't I can't seem to care about Mm -hmm. uh, these movies. The the, the Rise of the Skywalker. That's the last one that I've seen. Yeah, that movie oh, fucking man. sucked. Yeah, sorry to people who are fans of Rise of Skywalker. I think it's truly the most awful movie that I've ever seen. No, no, not that I've ever seen. In the Star Wars universe, for sure. It's just, you know, you fall out of love with some things. You you know, you gain new respect for for other things, right? Yeah. I'm just not in the Marvel, Disney, Star Wars universe right now. I, I, yeah. I don't really... Sure, yeah, do do a trilogy. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be there like I was there for all of the three movies. Yeah. For Star Wars, the the new, the new trilogy. Exactly. I was all of them. We were there. Yeah. Yeah, literally. We were there. Yeah. I I don't I don't know. I don't I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Um I I have I'm more interested in what you have to say because oh, okay. I, I know you really like it. I like hearing you talk about it. Yeah. Um but for me it's just yeah. Yeah. I I want to see the new Knives Out movie. I yeah. really loved yeah, the first Knives Out. Love Knives Out. You know. Yeah. It's just the Star Wars IP as a whole. Yeah. I have no interest in it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um. I also have a very interesting perspective on this. That isn't. I think that it more aligns with you. In terms of Star Wars, I'm kind of done 
right? I know the new Andor series is coming out, and Bay was making headlines as well because the showrunner was saying uh, we have no fan service in the show, and people were like, "What does that mean? No fan service?" Blah blah blah. And you know, a lot of people like me were like, "You know what? That's kind of refreshing to hear because I don't want to see." surprise you don't want to see luke skywalker walking around yeah i don't want to see luke skywalker in the background like hey guys i'm luke skywalker you know what i mean so it's like that's not my thing i've always wanted star wars to be different there's a lot of different stories that you can tell in star wars universe that's what i wanted it to be um obviously has not turned into that so when i come back to ryan johnson's quote him saying that he's the most proud um i am not a fan when directors are like yeah my work's fucking the greatest shit of all time and um i think um that what i made was was probably the best in the franchise but i think it warrants that type of quote because of what we've gotten recently Mm -hmm. and how fans quote unquote attacked ryan johnson in terms of calling him the worst person um ever he's rude he's he's mean he does he, he doesn't care about his characters he doesn't care about uh mark hamill and what he thinks about the character he hates star wars and therefore i hate him i feel like this quote kind of warrants it i feel like because five years later what we've gotten of nothing but star wars being uh connected to this one through line grasping at the skywalker saga um having it be connected to everything and and having cameos from this and that um, looking back on The Last Jedi and having it be something totally new, wanting it to go in a different direction, wanting to separate itself from the Skywalker franchise into something new, but still honoring characters from that saga. And what he manages to accomplish, I feel like at least for me, everyone, for me, this isn't a fact. This is an opinion. All right. So don't you can attack me. It's fine. I really don't care. I already get attacked by it day by day by saying I love The Last Jedi and saying that it's the best Star Wars movie. All right. Everyone there. You got your your little soundbite that you can attack me for. But I feel like what he managed to accomplish in that movie warrants um, his quote. And yeah, does that make me a hypocrite? Because I'm like, I don't like when people are hubris and, 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 and love their own stuff. Yeah, you can call me a hypocrite, but I feel like it warrants it. Um, that's my perspective on his quote. I know a lot of people disagree because they're like, fuck the last Jedi. They still have this bad taste in their mouth. But I I actually, I don't want to force you to do anything because art is art. You can think whatever you want to think. And that's the beautiful thing about uh, what we do. These are just opinions. Opinions. My opinion, Brian's opinion. Sergio, our good friend, his opinion. Right. But I really do implore you, if you're a film fan and you are, like us, tired of Star Wars, I rewatched The Last Jedi. And don't look at it as like, oh, I'm going to love it this time or I'm going to hate it this time. Just watch it. And what it does... It's been five years. Yeah, it's been five years. It's been a while now. Times have changed. Rewatch it and just think to yourself, you could still hate certain parts. Of course, people are like, I still hate this. I still hate that. I'm like, I totally understand. Like, that's your opinion. But in terms of what it tried to do, um, try to be different. It tried to be, it, it, it tried something new and it tried to be different in the best way by still honoring certain things. So just give it a rewatch. Um, if you haven't seen it in a while or if you've hated it for a while, give it a rewatch. And maybe you find some enjoyment in that. Um, so, so you, okay. The Star Wars universe, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I don't really have a care for it. And I think the main reason is because I see it like I see Marvel. Yeah. 
you know that guy on TikTok that was like, okay, maybe we need um people are getting tired of Marvel, the same thing happening over the Rubik's Cube guy. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. The Rubik's Cube twenty four the, the Thor, Yeah. Right? Yeah. People died from Avengers in a yeah. building or whatever. Yeah. And I I see that as kind of like the same way I see Star Wars. I'm like, okay, I love Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. I want more original stuff from him. I want less Star Wars. Exactly. I want less of that stuff. Exactly. Which people love Star Wars. It's some of the most beloved IP. It's the most beloved IP in the world, I think, probably. No, it probably is, yeah. Yeah. What else? Next to Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, right? yeah. Star, I, I would argue Star Wars is probably the biggest IP. It's probably the biggest IP. I understand why people love it. Yeah. I fell in love with it, too. Yeah. But... I'm in the mode of just give me more original content. Yeah. From yeah. talented directors from like talented Brian direct- Johnson. Yeah, exactly. I'm we, so excited for this new Knives Out. Dude, movie. give it to me. He, he's got, he made something so good. Yeah. They give him a franchise about it. It's like, look, this dude's fucking talented, right? And I agree. That's why that's why I'm like a unique perspective because I I agree with what he had to say, but I agree that we lead less Star Wars. Because three <laughs> three another trilogy with Ryan Johnson is and more move more movies where or more time he's wasting where he's not making original content exactly but the thing is you loved the last jedi yeah listen if his next trilogy can make people fall in love with star wars yeah and it's that great yeah then yeah sure but or, or it can make people more toxic and be like, I don't want to fucking watch this thing because dude Ryan imagine Jones, like can you imagine just imagine. the discourse about every like It'll be split again where people were like, they would hate to like something made by the director that, that quote unquote, ruined their Star Wars. If they give them another trilogy. That's bread's bold of Star Wars to do that, to be honest. Are, and people hate it. Are they just going to like not, they're just going to cut them off midway and like, no, we're getting another director. No, yeah. It was just That'd weird. be fucking insane. It would be weird. It would be weird. So, yeah, maybe I do agree that maybe he doesn't need a, a just stop making Star Wars in general. Yeah. Or just take a break. Take a break from Star Wars, everyone. Um give us some more animated content. Ooh, yeah, like um uh Visions. Star Wars Visions, which is amazing. So everyone should watch it. Um and give their energy and focus to that. Yeah. Because that's that's what Star Wars should be. It should just be animated, to be honest. You could do way more stuff when Star Wars is animated. Make uh make D- Disney Make a Pixar movie in the in the Star Wars universe, bro. You know how crazy. You know how dope that would be. Um, but yeah, I I do agree. The less IP we have in the world, I feel like the the better the world would be. I feel like the more original content we have, um, the more lives we can change. That's not just about someone picking up a, a lightsaber and using the Force. Uh, the better our planet would be. I feel like we would solve climate change. I feel like climate change can be solved by 50% if we stop making Star Wars movies. Yeah. And this is yeah. just um, an opinion of mine that I just thought on it's, the spot. It's factual. But I think, honestly, my opinion might turn into fact because <laughs> the amount of shit that we've been spewing out into the world, yeah. uh, a, a lot of a lot of what we're doing right now is because of Star Wars discourse. We are. It's just a formula that I'm tired of. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the trilogy. Now here's a bunch of shows. Yeah. Okay, now here's another trilogy. Yeah. Here's a spin-off movie. Yeah. Here's another spin-off movie. Yeah. Here's more shows. Yeah, if if it's if look, if let's just say, hypothetically speaking, after The Last Jedi, they made something different that was disconnected from the Star Wars 
if the first show was something that wasn't Skywalker related and the next movie was something that wasn't Skywalker related and the show was something that wasn't Skywalker related, then I'm like, you know what? They're trying new things in the, in the Star Wars universe. They're, they're uh, not trying to hold on to this IP that they so desperately want because of money, right? You, you, say, the, you say the word Skywalker and it's going to give you an extra million dollars, right? So I feel like... If they went that direction, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't have this opinion that we're having. But at the end of the day, it's making money right making now. Making so much money. It's making so much money. People are like, dude, did you watch that show? Disney that Plus Boba subscriptions are fucking through the roof. Did you watch that Boba? Did you watch the, the Mandalorian? Did you watch this? It's making so much money right now. So they have no incentive by making things new. They have no incentive. Like That's why I'm surprised about this Andor series where they're like, yeah, this is nothing to do. With the Skywalker, this is just about war, and and yeah, no, uh, there is no fan service. There is no this. They they created like uh, blocks of sets, mm-hmm. right? Which they've already been doing, but from that, uh, what's the last show that came out? Actually, Obi Wan. Obi Wan is the last show that came mm-hmm. out, right? Um, how you were talking about how it just looks like it's just like in a set. It just and, looks like it's in a set, and, or like, in, a, in a in a fucking garage somewhere. Yeah, with green screen. I feel like this is a good change of pace and how Star Wars should probably go. It's interesting the promo, right? Yeah, like they're letting them go through with the promo for this. Like, yeah, actually, guys, we're not giving you fan service. Yeah, literally, and we're trying this time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember when you said that we didn't try on our sets or anything like that? We're we actually built some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we we actually the richest company in the world. Yeah, we actually are the money that we pour into. I don't know where in film mainly. Yeah, the money laundering scheme because I don't know where that budget goes. We're actually putting it into the production this time. So, ladies and Whoa. gentlemen, be excited, be excited. I wonder if it's, what's what's the biggest actor on Andor. Probably uh, Diego Luna, the guy that plays. Um, no he's in Rogue One. He's in Rogue One. Yeah, he dies in Rogue One. Spoiler well, alert! It's because they just. Nah. Didn't pay their actors like they paid Obi Wan actors. <laughs> yeah, literally. Right? Yeah, um, we're putting oh, more money Whitaker. into production. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker, I think, will be, be really. Back. Yeah, because he was in Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. Okay. This is prior to Rogue One. Mm, should be interesting. So we'll see. It should be interesting. Look, I'm excited. Will it take me a while to jump into that world again? It will. Right. Because people are saying the same thing with Marvel, like, oh, no, Miss Marvel and She-Hulk are actually pretty good. It's taking me a while to actually watch those shows. So who knows? But yeah, the less Star Wars we have in the world, I feel like we would help climate change in some way. So, yeah. Anything Ghost else? of the New Knives Out movie. Ghost of the New Knives out. out movie when it comes out. It, it comes out on Netflix, I think. Because Netflix wow. bought it out. Or it might release in theaters at the same time or a little theatrical mm-hmm. window. Mm-hmm. But support the movie. Because it's amazing. And if you don't like The Last Jedi, I guarantee you'll like Knives Out. Everyone loves Knives Out. It's a great movie. Um, and I can't wait. Ryan Johnson, give him... Studios, give him money to create whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. But Disney, maybe hold off They have on the, the most influence. Yeah, literally. They have the most influence. So, yeah. Netflix could give him money. Um, other studios, give him money. He's a talented fucking dude. Um but yeah, that's that's um, that's all I have to say about Ryan Johnson mm-hmm. at this point, and that's probably enough for the Star Wars. Good talk. topic. Let us know your thoughts if yeah. you're watching this on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Or if, if, podcast, talk to us on Twitter. Yeah, if you're if you're listening to us or if you're watching this um, on a platform like a like a social media platform, um, let us know how much you hate Ryan Johnson because I know you. Yeah, I know you're yeah. dying to type that message right now, 
and let us know mm -hmm. because other people will respond to you. What I've known from doing this is so many people are passionate about what they love. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because we're, we're doing a podcast about film or well, TV shows, TV film, show, music, art, art, in art in general. So, yeah, obviously we're passionate, but like very specific things. Yeah. Very, yeah. very passionate. Exactly. So we are passionate about. It's going to hit some nerves. Exactly. About episode three and this show because it's the best. Yeah. And people will be like, I fucking agree or I fucking disagree. Yeah, that yeah, show yeah, fucking yeah. sucks. It's amazing the, the, what the internet is. Um, moving on to our final segment of the day. Um, we're going to try something new and it's going to be called this segment. It's going to be called what in your opinion is better. We're going to give uh, each other two choices, option A and option B. And then we ask the question, in your opinion, what is better? It may get controversial. It may be fun because it's supposed to be fun, but it may um, turn into uh, debates. It may turn into just conversations in general. Mm -hmm. um, me and Brian, um, it's pretty hard to find some things that we disagree on. Mm -hmm. But when we do, it's a fun conversation yeah. to have. Yeah. So... Brian, um, we thought about some questions beforehand. Uh, we can think of it on the spot too. We can audible. This is this is a fun environment. We yeah. can switch it up. Brian, do you have the first question of the day on what, in your opinion, is better, Breaking Bad or Barry? Ooh, starting off. I know Barry is one of your favorite shows. It's one of my favorite shows of all time, and it hasn't finished. It hasn't uh, finished. That's that's the one thing I'll give it. It hasn't finished. Hasn't finished. Breaking Bad did finish, yeah. so it kind of has the yeah. edge. Has the edge on that? But I know you fucking love Barry. I love Barry. I love Barry too, with all of my heart. Um, this is a very excellent question because, like you said, if you want to include the dynamic of what is finished. Right. Because look, if you were to tell me what is better uh, as a show, Breaking Bad when it's already finished or Game of Thrones after season six, like as soon as season six ended, I would have said without a doubt Game of Thrones. Without a doubt. Yeah. And now when you when you factor in finished product, Breaking Bad without a doubt. Oh, you think so? It's a better show. It's a better show. Overall. Which one is your favorite? Oh, Game of Thrones is my favorite despite it ending that bad interesting but between the two of barry and, and barry breaking and bad, breaking bad now i don't want to start off with controversy right now let's go let's go no let's but go with the controversy. i am going to pick barry yeah i'm going to pick barry because of what it has done so far mm -hmm. right i'm not obviously it hasn't finished yet i don't know maybe a season or season two or the next season or so it will finish but what it has accomplished in the short span in three seasons, three seasons, I feel like it's one of the best shows ever made. I haven't seen every show ever. So this don't attack this me. question. People are going to be like, you haven't fucking seen this. You have. How can you say that? You heard it here first. Barry's better than Breaking Bad. Yeah, this is this will be the opening line. Oh, yeah, for sure. Barry is way better than Breaking Bad. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Th that would be the opening thing to it. But in my opinion, I feel like Barry is better than Breaking Bad. Now, I know that you disagree. Yeah. You, very heavily, probably. Um, yeah. So let's start the conversation now. Yeah, here's the conversation. Okay. I fucking love Breaking Bad. I yes. rewatched it three to four times. Yes. I'm starting Better Call Saul. I'm on season three of Better Call Saul. Okay. Watching Better Call Saul made me realize why I love... Breaking Bad. Yeah. I don't think it's going to pick up. No. Nah, 
Oh, my dog's nah. barking. It's fine. It's fine. No, no. We have. We. I think he doesn't like the opinion that yeah, I. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Your your dog doesn't like that I chose. But Barry. listen, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vince Gilligan. Yes. We talked about this before the show. I love Vince Gilligan. I yeah. love his style of directing. Yeah. I love his style of cinematography. Yeah. Obviously, he is not the main cinematographer on the show. Mm-hmm. There's others. I listen to them talk about it. But he is in charge of how it's stylized. Yeah. How things are shot. Yeah. How he wants the show to look. Exactly. That is my favorite part of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. How it looks. Yeah. I, I love this that era of TV. It's one of my favorite. Oh, yeah. From 2000, mid to mid 2000s to late 2000s, yeah. where it's fucking boring. Yeah. Social media has really like not popped off yet. No. There's no iPhone. No. People still use fucking Nextels and yeah, flip phones. Literally. Everything in that show, not everything, a lot of things in that show are so mundane. Yeah, they really are. But in the most interesting and captivating <laughs> ways possible. Yeah, it's so funny because I, I was thinking about Game of, I mean Breaking Bad the other day, and I was like, you know, they were just like in Arizona. They were just chilling. They were chilling. They were just cooking meth in Arizona, just yes, chilling. That's what I love. If yeah. if you know Francisco knows me, I love just the laid back aspect of things. Yeah. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is one of my favorite Tarantino movies. I, it's I agree. So it's so laid it's back. One of the best. It's so chill. Yeah. I don't know if that resembles my personality and just how I like films mm-hmm. um, or how I view films yeah. and TV shows and movies. Um, but this show, I think, does it perfectly. Yeah. New Mexico, by the way, not Arizona. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the same thing. It's the desert. That dude on com- that was about to comment on YouTube was like, he doesn't know fucking Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, sorry. New Mexico. My fault. My fault. It's the desert. It's the desert. It's, it's the desert. It's, it's, it's Las Vegas. <laughs> Las Vegas, whatever. It's it's fucking the Sahara Desert. It's casino. It's casino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my apologies on that. But YouTube com- Okay. I love the the mundane aspect of the show. Yeah. Nothing really happens. I mean, okay, I'll talk this is gonna get graphic. In the first episode of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. you get this <laughs> scene yeah. where Walt and his wife, it's his birthday. Yeah. And she is giving him a hand job. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking sad. No, yeah, it is. It's his birthday. Yeah. And then you can just automatically tell their relationship. Yeah. From that one boring, that one. like, why, why is this happening? Yeah. There's a scene where he's just teaching his disabled son how to drive. I fucking love that scene. Yeah. I'm biased. I'm disabled. My mom taught me how to drive. Yeah. It was kind of like that. Gotcha. Son, don't put two feet on the fucking gas pedal. What do you, yeah. I'm sorry, mom. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in yeah. a wheelchair. Right. So there's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff in Better Call Saul where I think it does it a bit better. Uh-huh. Right. They, they took some of the best ap- aspects of Breaking Bad and yeah. put it into Better Call Saul. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll be a topic for another day. Yeah. That'll be once we, we do once, talk we, about once we both finish Better Call Saul, which I have to start and finish and it's going to be a commitment, but I'm going to do it. But as a drama for Breaking Bad, I think there's not a missed moment in there the isn't. show. There isn't. I, I can watch the show and realize, did this need to be in there? No. Did this conversation need to happen? Yeah. Everything happens for a reason, and yeah. it's all so interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, it really is. I feel like if if I were to... Um, re- like, if I had never seen Breaking Bad ever, and I'm going to watch this right now, who I am right now, 
I feel like today, if I started Breaking Bad, I feel like I might, I might think it's the greatest show I ever made. Because I saw it when I was younger. And still, I even then thought it was an amazing show, right? And I saw it again with, with my parents and stuff. Um, but I 1000% agree that there isn't a missed opportunity in Breaking Bad. Um, and for me, the peak is season four. Season four of Breaking Bad is the best season of television I've ever seen in my life. Probably one of the best seasons of television. And those same arguments for me apply to Barry. There isn't a missed opportunity in season one, season two, and in season three. And I feel like because of, because of where I am kind of in life, dramas are great. I love dramas. And the thing is with Breaking Bad, it it relates to, it, it has so many different tones in that show it's funny as fuck it's silly it's It's, really weird it's it's wacky sometimes and with barry it does that but i feel like the i feel like it's elevated for me because it has such dark undertones the the um like being in a hitman and cooking meth are like related like they're both really bad things to do um except for like when barry the the emotional turmoil that Barry suffers through is very dark and his outlet is killing people, right? And so, and him trying to be this better person and the same, has the same uh, wacky tone, funny tone. It's very fucking funny. Um, well, the, the characters are, are all great. Everyone has depth to them the same way Breaking Bad does. Um, but I feel like in terms of how... I like like a lot of the 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 stuff that you talk about Vince Gilligan. I think about that with Bill Hader, right? His style is so unique to him, and a lot of the stuff that he chooses to to include in in his directing style and his writing style, and even as an actor in Barry, he has he's influenced by a lot of cinema, right? The same way Vince Gilligan is, right? all of cinema their influences are different but they're the same in and how they and how they i guess in, in, in a sense combine all of the wacky and all, all the different tones into this one series and for me i just find a little bit more enjoyment in watching barry than i do breaking bad which isn't really a negative it's more of just like an opinion thing mm-hmm. like it's not like i'm bashing breaking bad i'm not saying it's fucking boring obviously it's not i fucking love breaking bad but if you were to tell me, you can you have to erase one from history. I can't erase Barry. I love Barry so much, and what it's done in its filmmaking, especially this newest season, mm-hmm. season three. I saw this in the most awful conditions. I saw it on an airplane. I finished the last four episodes of Barry on an airplane, and it was the most riveting moments of my life. The most riveting moments of my life on an airplane, and I don't think. Like there are moments in Breaking Bad where that's where that's happened to me, but I don't think a show has done that in a while. Where I am riveted, despite where I am, I I literally forgot that I was in an airplane watching that show, and yeah, and that's why if you had to put a gun in my head and I had to choose between these two amazing shows, I'm choosing Barry. That's why I asked the question. And it's a very and this is why we have this segment. I feel like because it will spawn interesting mm-hmm. conversations, and I feel like you'll get to know us more. Better. Yeah. The um, reason I asked this question because the two main characters are both unforgivable. Unfor- unforgivable. And continue what you're about to say because I feel like it's a very interesting topic about unforgivable characters. Unforgivable characters 
you should hate. You should hate. But you just kind of end up fighting for it. You like want them to keep going. You want them to succeed. Yeah. Despite them At being... At the terrible shit they're doing. God awful people. Yeah. Pieces of shit. Walter White is a piece of shit. He's an egomaniac. Egomaniac. And if you... Like... You can like Walter White. I love Walter White as a character. He has no care for his family. No care for his family. He's selfish. Selfish. The show could have ended episode one when he accepted the money. Yep. That's it. That's it. Breaking Bad's so, over. Yeah. Literally. No, he doesn't. Mm-mm. He, has, he wants to prove himself. If his pride is so big, right? His ego is so big. If he would just swallow his pride, take it for the good of his himself and his family... There would be no show. And therefore, there would be no interesting dynamic storytelling. Mm -hmm. That's it. You're a good person. You make a good decision. The reason why we love these characters is because they're bad people and they make bad decisions. Yep. And and because you are spending so much time with these people, you want them to succeed. Like, Walter White's a villain. The whole I am the one who knocks is the perfect monologue for a villain. Breaking Bad is a... Here's how I'll differentiate the two. Yeah. Breaking Bad is a slow burn. Yeah, it now, really It's is. finished already, right? Seven seasons. It's yeah. ended. It has the edge over Barry just on that. Yeah. But we're, what Barry has going with it, 30-minute episodes. They're quick. Quick eight-episode eight, uh, seasons. Yeah, literally. You can binge it in two days. You can, you can binge it in a day. Get all the feelings from it very yeah. quick. It's, it's a very fun roller coaster while exactly. Breaking Bad takes its time. It's a little more slow. But the thing is, Barry hasn't ended. Exactly. These characters can be so different by the end of it. Exactly. Very different. Exactly. I could eat my words. Exactly. In, in a year or two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I love, it mainly has to do with, yeah, it's our opinion. But like the style of filmmaking Vince Gilligan yeah. goes with on Breaking Bad. Exactly. I maybe it's because we're from the south. Yeah, we we get that New Mexico slash yeah. Texas cartel. Yeah, vibes. That, yeah, I don't know. It, it just intrigues me. Yeah, there, there's a there's a moment, um, and I don't know if it's the final season, um, when Walter is cooking Crystal with Jesse Plemons's character. What's his name? Uh, fuck. In I the show, know. well, Jesse Plemons. I fucking Jesse love Plemons. Jesse Plemons. He's amazing. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, and Crystal Blue Persuasion is playing. And I remember it's like a montage of them just cooking, right? Yeah. Jesse's trying to do his own thing. He's trying to be a better human being because we love Jesse. We stand Jesse in this household, right? Um, bitch. Um, but um, there's, and there's just this Crystal Blue Persuasion is playing. And and you get that in those last final moments with Walter White with, um, I forgot the fucking name of the song, but with Crystal Blue Persuasion. And I'm thinking to myself, I think the world wouldn't be the world without Breaking Bad because that how is that that song is just the perfect song that encapsulates it's, this sh- like it it um it kind of like that that song being like existing proves that Breaking Bad needed to exist. It's like the show they know the show's so fucking cool. Yeah. And so they can just do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. Right. And, and it's just like in that moment, that's that's when in that moment I'm thinking to myself, okay, yeah, Breaking Bad is. There, there's so many moments that where nothing happens, but like everything's happening. A fucking scene where Walt is throwing a pizza on the roof, <laughs> and that was like the that, most iconic thing. All that all that you need to know about Walt is in that fucking like five second clip. Yeah, he's so 
he's a mess. He really is. Why, why are you throwing a pizza on the roof? Really? Why? What are you doing? Well, because his family basically said, get the fuck out. Yeah, get the fuck out. You don't, we don't want your pizza. And he yeah, just throws don't. the pizza on the roof. Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. so random. It's so weird. But like, it, it's it's like, I hate to use the word realistic. It's not real. Like, no no guy with cancer is going to be like, fuck it. I'll start cooking math. <laughs> yeah. You know, literally. My family's yeah. going to hate me, right? Yeah. But if that were to happen, yeah, he, he would be a mess. He's fucking old. Yeah, literally. He's in the game of... Of drug dealing cartel business, mm-hmm. but he still has a regular suburban life. Yeah, the, those two aspects that I love and they they mesh so well together. Exactly, and I, and I think the the one thing that helps that is the characters. Yeah, right. The characters drive that whole mo- the yeah. whole show. Mm-hmm. Um, same way with Barry, but all the characters just drive the the. Also, the thing is with Vince Gilligan, having the forty minutes also helps a lot with character yes. development because. You spend a lot of time, like you said, in just mundane activities. Mm-hmm. But now, like once the season starts progressing into more violent things, into more like threat, life threatening things, you're like, I, I remember him. I remember him learning how to drive, and now he's protecting his mom because his dad's abusive. Or mm-hmm. like th- it's certain things where you think to yourself, Wow, I lived life with them. You know what I Pretty mean? Much. And those forty minutes episodes like work great, and that's why Barry, it's like. For me, it's it's really impressive because they they make all of that into like thirty minute episodes, like twenty minute episodes, mm-hmm. and that's why for me it's like really impressive how they manage to do that. Barry is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. The the bike scene on the highway, on the oh freeway. Oh my! I remember, like I said, some of the best TV out right now. Oh my gosh, man! Like the decisions that like I I I I will say this about Vince Gilligan in Breaking Bad. He makes a lot of intelligent decisions as a filmmaker. Um, the same way Bill Hader, uh, their intelligence and, and how they choose to show you something, how they choose to tell how, you something, how they reveal something, how they give you information, right? Like yeah. How they reveal something is there's few filmmakers who do that. Well, it's so yeah. cinematic, even it's though it's so, TV, it's so like, I, I, there's this quote saying that people are like TV starting into films and films are starting into TV in terms of the quality because film, I mean, TV right now is becoming so rich in what it's and what's happening. It's because of these talented individuals, right? The way they choose to reveal certain things that they both have in common, Breaking Bad and Barry alike, um, is so smart and it's so engaging where as an audience, you have to step into that role of like the investigator. You're, you're pulling back the evidence, right? With the story. And the story is like not giving you everything at once, but it's giving you little by little. It gives respect little. to the viewer. Exactly. Which not a lot of shows do. They respect you in terms of as an audience. They're not like, well, we kind of have to explain in a monologue why this, that. No, no, no. They're going to show you little by little. So you in your head, you know, you have a seed planted in the back of your head. You're like, oh, that's why. Better Call Saul does that. Fucking phenomenally, dude. It's Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan. Oh my god, the and shit in that show when it gets revealed, it's like you're kind of bre- like breathless. Yeah. You're kind of like yeah. uh, you don't know what to say. You're just yeah. like jaw dropped. Yeah, literally. Like, like I said, Breaking Bad, that last episode of, of the season four is Face Off is like it's like one of the best. It's one of the best um times I've I've had watching a show. Like as a viewer, it's one of the best episodes ever. Because you're like, what's happening in this first scene? Or 
why is is Walter going to the 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 old guy the, the from the cartel? Why is he doing this? Why is he visiting this person? And then at the very end, you get all of this revealed. Why they talk about the rice and so much? Like that's there's a lot of things. As a viewer, you're like, oh, it's because of this, because of that. You're you're trying to think of the answers, but then it gives you all the answers at the very end in a very intelligent way. You're like, oh my god, yeah, and Barry does that too. Barry and, does that and just as well. And so, yeah, I just uh, just to re. Uh, it's hard to. It's hard to choose. It's hard to choose. Um, what I love so much about Barry is the character, the the performances. Yeah. Um, fuck, I forgot it last time. The girlfriend, Sally. Sally, yeah. Sally, her yeah. character, bro. There's a scene where it's in season three, mm-hmm. where she's fucking pissed off at Barry. Yeah. She had a bad day. Yeah. And she's yelling at him yeah giving this amazing performance she's slowly backing into this dark room yeah and everything is just black around her yeah it's so fucking scary no it's menacing it's menacing menacing and you don't get that you don't you don't feel that Unless you get episode one where they're like hitting it off and Barry's trying to get at her. He sees her dancing and it's like, dang, like, you know what? My life can change. And then you get that scene in season three and you're like, your life has changed and you've uh, fucked up Sally's life for the for, forever. It's it's the contrast too yeah. from like the, the funny moments. This show is exactly. very, very funny. It's, it's funnier, probably funnier than Breaking Bad. It's funnier than Breaking Bad. And um, sometimes it gets... No, 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 no. Breaking Bad gets so dark. I can't say that. I cannot say that. It gets pretty dark. Dude, Breaking Bad gets so, it's so fucked what they do to Jesse. It's like, what they do to Jesse is so fucked, especially in season five. It's like, yeah. I can't, like, I can't say that it's darker, but it it is very, like, it's very dark. It's highs of being comedy and it's highs of being like a dark drama are like. It's not, it's not jarring where it's like, what happened here? No. Like, I was just feeling this moment. No. Now I'm feeling this, like, why are you doing this? It, it it does it in a very intelligent way. Yeah. Um. Let's scene where she's in the the meeting with the TV exec, and they're <laughs> they're doing this. They're fucking talking in this stupid way. Yeah. And they're just like basically making noises with their mouth. Like. Yeah. That scene is so fucking hilarious. Yeah. Literally. That the it's so dumb. It's, it's so, so dumb. stupid. It's like um. So, uh, we know your show is a very a good success. <laughs> But um, because of the numbers, we're going to have to cancel it. And it's like, it's been out for a night. Yeah, but, you know, our numbers are very, you know, they're intelligent. And, and the algorithm. We trust the, the algorithm, you know, we trust the algorithm. So it's like, it's been out for a day. What do you mean you're canceling it? Yeah, it's just the numbers, the algorithm. It's like dude, the funniest shit. It's, it's like the funniest shit ever. Yeah, it's great. And then you get the three last episodes of that show where it's basically horrifying. No, it's terrifying. It's terrifying as a viewer. The scene where Hank is held in captivity. Oh my god, that show was that that part was made me sick to my stomach. Sick to my stomach because, because Hank is so bubbly. He's so yeah. like yeah. full of life, and then you hear you see him chained to like this wall, hearing next door his friends, his friends just getting eaten alive by you don't know what like a lion, a tiger, a fucking bear. Something. Something is just eating. They're screaming, and his emotions on his face. Oh my god! It made me want to cry. No, no, I shows don't do that. No, it made me. I felt so. I felt so sick to myself for him because I was like, 
he has no friends anymore. Like, how are you doing this to this guy? To this guy, the the bubbly, the the uh, Funko Pop. Like, oh, his, yeah, his, yeah. He's like he's so funny and he's so bubbly. And you made him go to go through this traumatic ass experience. Same way with Sally, how she's kind of just like bubbly, even though he's a mob boss too. Which is no, so literally, funny. it's the funniest shit. It's the funniest shit. Um, not him suffering, but it's the it's so funny, like ironic, like oh my god, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is why we we're having this debate and how this this question is so good because these two shows are like fucking phenomenal but in the end you would choose choosing breaking bad i choose breaking bad i choose barry let us know what you decide i might choose better cost all over breaking bad too there we go <laughs> once See, i finish it. that's another that's another debate for another time so let us know in the comments if you like barry or breaking bad more um uh yeah so moving on to question number two it is, my, for me? it is my turn to ask you. I don't remember what your opinion is on a specific movie. I know what for one movie you like it, but this is a film question. In the science fiction sci-fi world, right? I'm going to be talking about two very specific directors that are always talked about. Um, number one being Christopher Nolan. And uh, his film... Uh, Interstellar. I don't know what your opinion is on the movie Interstellar. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I think it's good. There's mm-hmm. scenes in that movie that make me cry. Yeah. The performances are fucking top notch. Yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. I think there are better Christopher Nolan movies. Got you. So now I know what you might choose, but it's so it's so fun to have this conversation. Okay. But um, the next person I'm going to be choosing in this debate is Denis Villeneuve and his movie Arrival. I hate that movie. I hate that movie. Movie's worst fucking movie in the world. Wait, why would you ask me this question? No, yeah, I'm it's joking. So easy. I'm joking. It's so easy, yeah. Um, because a lot of people crown Interstellar as one of the best science fiction films ever made. I see it all the time. They're saying that because of you know everything, because of the score, because of how it ends, it's the best science fiction movie of all time. And I will not lie. When I first saw the movie, when I was like 15, 16, I yeah. thought this is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, but then I saw this other movie called Arrival by Denis Villeneuve. I'm not saying it's the best movie ever made by any stretch of the imagination. But um, people do forget about Arrival because of the Dune, because of the Blade Runner 2049s of the world. Um, but I'm going to ask you, what is better as a, as a science fiction film, Arrival or Interstellar? Arrival. Arrival. <laughs> Arrival it, is way better. Yeah. Yeah. And can now, for the people who might disagree with you, right? How are you trying to convince them that your decision is not just an opinion, but is a fact? Wait. <laughs> okay, time to go debate mode. Yeah, because now we both agree. So now we have to debate the imaginary people in this room. Man, I haven't seen Arrival in a while, but yeah, I remember it was me and you. We were watching the movie, and the movie ended. We are fucking speechless. Yeah, actually, yeah. We, we both saw it for the first time together. And I don't know about you. But it was like a changing point for me. Yeah. 2016. 2016. Right? 2016, baby. That was a that was a year that a lot of good movies came out. Moonlight came out. La La Land came out. Um what a great year for movies. I mean, okay, so arrival. Arrival. Is I mean we're gonna we're gonna use this word again. It's more intelligent. <laughs> it it leaves less. It doesn't give too much to the audience. Yeah. It lets you decide how you want to feel with this movie, mm-hmm. right? That, that's the first thing I'll give it. Cool. Right? The performances, all uh, Jeremy Renner, um, 
Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Fucking great. I Phenomenal. mean, some of their best, in my opinion. Jeremy yeah. Renner, some of his best. Yeah. Right. Amy Adams, yeah. some of her best. Yeah. No, some might say her best. And I, I might be her best. Yeah. yeah. Some might um, say. Yeah. It's a rival because I, okay, I think I just like the story more. Yeah. I, I, I like the story of language. Mm-hmm. I like the story of like seeing things as a threat. Mm hmm. But you might, you don't know they're a threat, but, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. our country fucking sees everything as a threat. Yeah. And, but just c- communicating. Just yeah. Through language, through language barriers. Yeah. Obviously, it's a fucking alien. Yeah. We have trouble talking to people in our own country. Literally. We're talking to, to an alien. An alien. We're potentially about a fucking nuke. Yeah, that literally. Right. Um, I like that aspect more than I do. I... What are, they have to save the Earth by yeah. going into other planets, other galaxies. Yeah, through a wormhole. Through a wormhole. That's the only way they can look at potential planets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's that's a cool concept. And no, yeah, and, and I, I don't want to say that I agree. But I kind of want to say that I agree by you saying that it's more intelligent. I laughed. Right. When you said it's more intelligent. Yeah. Because I agree, not because I think that it's it's has more like um, correct facts and everything. No, I think it just as a storytelling. It's more nuanced. In a storytelling way, I think it's more intelligent. Yeah. And, and in terms of how it presents itself. Right. Emotionally, I mean, everyone loves Interstellar. Matthew yeah. McConaughey's performance when he's fucking crying watching yeah. his daughter age yeah. is so fucking sad. Yeah, if we were to talk about what's the most iconic film, obviously we would choose Interstellar because it's the most iconic They're not one. playing a rival in my, in my fucking senior year yeah. health class. No, they're not. I forgot what I was taking, but I remember us it, watching it yeah. in that class. I was like, okay, this is cool. We're watching Interstellar again. Yeah, well, we were at... Um, actually, I don't know if I should say that. Well, okay. Docs. Quick, quick, yeah. I'll, I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it no, out. No, bleep this it is our out. address. <laughs> bleep it out. We were at school together, our junior year. We saw. I don't know if you had physics class. With I did not take sure. physics. Thanks, fucking god. I heard it was a mess. Awful, awful yeah. class to take. But we saw Interstellar, and I remember specifically because um, it was one of our questions. Like, what was the name of the wormhole? Oh no, what was the name of the black hole? That was sucking everything into Gargantua. And I remember that forever now. And that movie changed my life too. I remember thinking to myself, am I going to be an astronaut? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I want to time travel. I want to time travel. Like I want, that was so cool. Like the things that Interstellar does on a film scope level, it's like so grand and it's emotionally deep as I feel that Arrival does that on a smaller scale. But it does it more effectively, right? Not saying that I don't love Interstellar. I love Interstellar. Give me Interstellar. I love it. Here's what I'll compare. The scene where he's entering the wormhole. Mm -hmm. It's fucking like crazy flashing lights. I think the scene where they're first entering the spaceship. Oh, yeah. It's more impactful, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And in the thing with with, um, Interstellar that I always give it shit for is like... Why didn't you just make it a story about a father and a daughter 
Why'd you have to include the son? He doesn't give a shit about his son at the very yeah, end of the movie. Dude, he, he doesn't. doesn't. Oh he, my god. No, when you're a farmer. Dude, when the most emotional scene is happening when when Murph is old. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen any of these movies. When Murph is dying at the very end of the movie, right? And she's like, No no father, no parents should have to watch their own child die. Did he ever ask about his son? No, he didn't. He didn't. It's kind of weird. Where it's just like, wow. I always think about them like, damn, he never asked about his son at all. He kind of doesn't really care. Well, he has like a family at the end, right? The son has like a like a kid with his wife. Yeah. Obviously, he's made to be the villain in that in Earth, right? Because, you know, I don't want to move my family because oh, of the yeah. dust. And Murph is like, you have to fucking leave. They're all going to die. Right? But if you just made it about the daughter, I feel like it would be way more impactful. Because you're not questioning yourself. Is he a good dad? You know? I mean, here's what I'll say. Um, I mean, I'll bring another movie into this. I think that does time travel better. Okay. 2001 is Space Odyssey. Bro. Well, this is like, yeah, one of the best movies it's ever not made. It's not fair. No, it's not made. Because, it's not fair because 2001 is Space Odyssey is one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, and I will never forgive 13 Reasons Why when in season two, I think it's in season two, they go watch the movie and they're like, yeah, that movie's fucking boring. It's like pretentious people only watch it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's dude, so awful. Tabby from Pretty Little Liars Original Sin would fucking be so pissed. If I know, that. dude. 2001 A Space Odyssey is one of the greatest movies ever made. And it does pretty much everything better than Interstellar. Sorry. Yeah. Obviously. But again, this is just our opinion. That movie is just made with a certain type of... They were on something when they fucking made that movie. No. Kubrick is on a... Whether you want to talk about his Balancing stuff He's a fucking lunatic I don't know what the fuck Crazy he was When he made It, it was crazy. such a legendary movie Yeah But aside from that I mean that's just My feelings on Interstellar By comparing it to 2001 yeah. A Space Odyssey That's Let you know how much I care about Interstellar But yeah. um, The score Of yeah. Interstellar and Arrival Oh if I had to choose between those two Well I'm just talking about even then, I, I, I choose... Because Interstellar score is so fucking iconic. You know, everyone loves Hans Zimmer's score. I mm -hmm. think uh, when people talk about Hans Zimmer, they ask him what's his best score. He has so many to choose from. But people, a lot of people would choose Interstellar. It's great. It's, it's great. Impactful. I love the it. scenes where the he's crying. The scene where he's traveling through the wormhole. The No Time for Caution um, track when he uh, Matthew McConaughey has to spin at the same velocity as the... Um, the base yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. People always go back to that, or the mountain scenes where mm -hmm. it's like those aren't way, those aren't those are mountains, those are waves, right? Uh, iconic, iconic score. People discredit Johan Johansson. Johan Johansson's score and Arrival is some of my favorite shit ever made. Yeah. Obviously, you have to include um Matt Max Richter's score from on on the Nature of Daylight, but even beyond that, mm -hmm. or even beyond that. His score is so eerie. It's so haunting. It's so alien. It's so foreign. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like just the sounds that he plays with, um, it sets you in the mood. Um, if I had to choose between those two, I probably would choose Hans Zimmer's. Mm -hmm. But Johan Johans is no joke. It's no right? joke. Don't discredit him. I, I think it elevates, it elevates the movie and your emotions as a whole. While I think Interstellar just elevates your emotions. All right. Let me ask you a question. Would you feel the same way if it was about Interstellar, if it was a different score? Yes. If, if like, 
if Hans Zimmer didn't score, would you think more or less highly of it? I, I would think less of the movie. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like that movie. The score carries. The score does the score carry. The score scary. is so fucking good. The it's d- legendary. Oh my! You know what? A bunch I, of Hans Zimmer scores are legendary. Oh man, dude! I think you just cracked the code on why. Maybe I'm not the biggest fan of Interstellar because I love Interstellar in terms of like what it makes me feel and everything, but I think a lot of it has to do with that score and how it makes me feel during that during that, the wave scene, the, during the end, during a lot of the moments where I'm thinking about it, I always go back to, man, that score is great, man. That score is phenomenal. Hans Zimmer fucking... A lot of it has to do with that. And... I love Interstellar. I'm not saying I fucking hate it because I love it. I have it on Blu-ray. It's one of the first Blu-rays I've ever bought. It's like, to my core, I love that movie. Uh, but when you compare it to a film like Arrival, it's no competition. And I know guys are going to be like, oh my God, who fucking even watches Arrival? That's my point. You should watch Arrival. You should watch Arrival. It'll, it'll probably change your perspective. It probably will. You probably have never seen Arrival or even heard of Arrival. And you're like, why are you comparing that no-name movie to Interstellar, one of the greatest sci-fi movies ever made? Watch it. Watch it. If you still feel the same way, I would love to know about it in the comments. I would love to know about it. It would be great to know about it in the comments, actually. Actually, you that you're writing, I know you're typing right now. Let us know why you think Interstellar is better than Arrival, actually. That would be, that would be lovely to know, uh, to find out. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's a question that I, I want to bring up because Denis Villeneuve is on the rise now because of Dune and because of Blade Runner, everything. And I still go back to Arrival and think, wow, it's one of the, f- one of the, the, one of the best science fiction movies I've seen in the past decade. I, I, I agree. Yeah. And so we both agree. This is the one where we both agree. Um, Arrival is better than Interstellar and that's a fact. <laughs> Boom. Oh, man. Oh, use the applause button. Oh, use wait. the applause because that's the correct Applause coming in now. Yeah, I see them. I see them popping up on here. That was loud. It was loud? I'm going to yeah. need to duck that. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Sorry for your ears. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's hear it again. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Oh, you like Interstellar? <laughs> It's humongous, dude. That is like wow. I'm gonna duck that. It's not gonna sound too crazy yeah, on yeah, your yeah. ears. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. If not, fuck, fuck it, fuck it. Hopefully, you're not listening. Yeah, on some like crazy speakers. I know you're, you're deaf now. Full blast. Um, do you want to do one more? This is actually kind of. Do fun. you have one? All right, for our final one, we're gonna change it up a little bit because it's not about what in your opinion is better because it still is a little bit but we're going to name three musical artists three very popular musical artists right now and we are going to keep two and the other one is lost forever in the endless void never made music never made music in his life who even is that guy who even is that guy just a random person walking on the street <laughs> and i've seen this question a lot and i feel like it'll be a good way to end this segment brian if you, if I'm gonna give you three artists, and between these three artists, you have to keep two, where you keep all of their catalogs of music forever, and the the third one will be erased from history, musical history. You will never know they existed. Who is it? Drake, Kendrick, and J Cole. From those three artists, um, one you are erasing their entire discography forever. You will never listen to them ever again. Okay. Let me give some background on these three artists. Background from my right opinion, now. from my opinion, Kendrick Lamar is one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. 
Drake, we've talked about him on this podcast in a negative way, mostly all the time. Yeah. But, but I fucking love some of Drake's, some of my favorite Drake music Mm -hmm. is just my favorite music. Yeah, no, really is. I think he's great. I think think he's he's a great, talented artist. Yeah. He deserves to be top five. Yeah. In my opinion. No, really does. Top five artists in the rap game. Yeah. Right. Um, J. Cole. Very good rapper. Amazing. Talented rapper. Amazing lyricist. Um, In 2014, very vivid memories of 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Yeah. In 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 high school. Very, yeah. very vivid memories. Yeah. Like, I don't think... It, not a lot of artists can do that. Mm-hmm. Just drop a classic like that instantly. Yeah. With no... F- again, people always say this. No features. No features. No features we from, have to, I think we have to include that. From a Drake album, no features. Yeah, yeah. We have to include that anytime we mention Forest Hills Drive. Did I mention they had no features? Uh, I don't think you did. Oh, okay, no features. Okay, it has yeah. no features. Yeah. Um, before that, J. Cole was a good artist. Yeah. He was popping on the radio. Yeah. Had hits. And then 2014 kind of turned his career around where yeah. people paid attention to him. More commercially. More commercially. More uh, in, 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 like a, in like a lyrical way, too. Yeah. Uh, people didn't think he was just some corn, another corny uh, radio rapper. No, no, his his, his storytelling was great, great too. And mm-hmm. Forest Hills Drive, um, yeah, no, yeah. Went on the crazy feature game. Mm-hmm. His features are awesome, actually. The a lot feature from Twenty One Savage oh, yeah. on Twenty One on the Twenty One Savage song a lot. Yeah, great feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, London with the young. Oh, uh, that love. That's one of my favorite J Cole. Great J Cole verse. That's one of my favorite. Uh, his his verse on that. Every time I hear it, I'm like, he should have gone last. Yeah. He should have gone last. It's phenomenal. I don't want to hear anything else after that. It's so good. I'm dropping him. <laughs> I'm dropping Jake. dropping Cole. him. Listen, I love music more than I love rap music as a mm-hmm. whole. I mean, I mean, we you can you can get into that topic of uh who makes the more just, just better music overall. Yeah. But if you're like a rap fan, you're gonna choose J Cole because he's the rapper. Yeah. The gr- well, actually, I mean Kendrick. Kendrick, wait, 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 wait. No, yeah, I feel like look. The reason why I brought this question up is because it's a highly debated topic, and people usually take out one artist, and they usually take out Kendrick. They usually do it because they're like, I gotta have me my J Cole, and I gotta have me my Drake. And, and in this topic specifically, I agree with you. I'm gonna have to drop J Cole. From bye 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 J Cole. We're another one we agree on. Drake has so many songs that are not just good, that are great, that are phenomenal tracks on his albums. Been with us since we were in middle school. I remember yeah. vividly, dude. vividly, uh, successful yeah. headlines. Yep. Come on, yeah. take care. No, yeah, great fucking album. There, there's there's a lot of things about drake that kind of just like you said transcend um rap in a little bit yeah 100%. where he's more he's a lot pop he's a lot more into that pop genre and he's still from a lot of other yeah other genres exactly yeah, exactly um and obviously we can't drop kendrick lamar uh, if you no. listen to any of this podcast at all you know how much we love kendrick lamar um and yeah, the the easy one for me is to say is J Cole. Even though I love J Cole, I love J his Cole feature. just doesn't have the range. I think that Drake and Kendrick does. Look, I don't know if I don't know if this is a controversial thing to say, and it might be. So just hold on to your butts, right? Um, in your opinion, 
right? What is the best J. Cole album? 2014. 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Yeah. Where would it rank in Kendrick Lamar's discography? Fuck, I don't know. Not nowhere near the top. The top three? Mm, no. No? Top four? There's a discussion. Maybe. Where would it rank in Drake's discography? Fuck. See, see, Drake's weird because Drake cannot make a fucking good album to save his life. That's true. But, That's true. But Take Care, Nothing Was The Same, If You're Reading This... Uh, I don't want to say views. Don't make me say no, views. Don't say views. Don't, I mean, uh, yeah. Okay, those three albums that I okay. just named off. So four. So four. J Cole's, like you said, best album. Best is not top three of these other two's albums. Doesn't that say something? Doesn't that say something though? Like for real, for real. His discography is great. J Cole's is great. But the 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 talent that Drake and Kendrick have, not just commercially, but just you know in general the talent they have uh, musically, like it's you can't really compare, and you know what I mean. Like you can't really compare, despite how talented J Cole is. When J Cole was making his pop rap like slash R and B in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. it just didn't hit the same yeah. as Drake. Yeah. It just didn't. It didn't. I mean, obviously, I mean, is it because Drake had like young money and stuff like that? And I mean, he had young money yeah. on his back. Yeah. yeah. So like following him and promoting him, obviously it was yeah. going to, it's a huge, huge help. Yeah. But J, J. Cole's just pop rap just didn't do it. He, I'm telling you, he mainly got acknowledged as a top five when 2014 came out. Yeah. I, there's a funny, you know, Big Quint? Uh, Big Quint, yes, indeed. Yes. Reaction. Yeah. He called J. Cole watered down chocolate milk before before he dropped 2014. Wow. Just like watered down, like watered down pop rap, you know? Mm-hmm. Drake was the chocolate milk. Drake Drake was yeah. the, the full entree yeah. of rap and pop. Yeah. While, while J. Cole wasn't really giving, he wasn't committed to anything. Yeah. He was just kind of there. He just—he was like, "Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah." But then when 2014 Force Hills Drive came out, I, rem- I remember watching that video of Big Quint and him loving it. I yeah. was like, "Yeah, I, I like this record too. It's a, the best J Cole record there is." Yeah. yeah. And then after that, he went on his feature game. He dropped a mix- like some mixtapes. They're good. Yeah, KOD came out what year? Oh yeah, I forgot about KOD. Yeah, KOD's not the hit. KOD's good. KOD for what has it is. some my favorite J Cole songs. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't be any of my favorite Drake or Kendrick songs. And that's why. And that's that's my thing. It's very hard for me to say that J. Cole in any form is better than Kendrick or Drake because of his discography. You know what I mean? Like you are what your discography are. Your features say another thing, right? Your features are great. Your verses on, on other people's songs are like, damn, this guy's fucking has a pen. And he, even on his albums, like, damn, this fucker has a pen. You know what I mean? Like, um, his newest album that just came out, The the Drop. What is it called? What is it called? The Fall Off, The Fall Off, The Drop. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's, it's, it's the album cover where he's on a basketball court. Yeah, where the basketball hoop is on fire. Yeah. Um, A great album. It was cool. Yeah. It's it's a lot of rapping. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of, like, what fans want from J. Cole. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're obviously kind of good at this. Yeah make a whole album out of it yeah it doesn't hold my attention 
Exactly. And there's a little baby verse on that album that's <laughs> leagues better than no. than J. Cole in my opinion. Dang. That's 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 a, another um um another soundbite right there that we have to include. Which right one? There. Which laughter or applause? Uh, I actually forgot which one. Let's just do one of them. Let's do random. Let's do a random. There we go. But yeah, no, I feel like it's the easy choice to just take out J. Cole because because of the argument, because musically, because of everything, discography-wise, his best album that the majority of people might say is not even in the top three of either the other two discographies. So you know how many platinum records Drake has? People, that's why people, that's why people have this dumb conversation about like who's a better artist, who's a bigger artist, Drake or Michael Jackson, because of the numbers that he does. Yeah, right. That's the only reason why people should be saying that about him and Michael Jackson. That's it. Because of numbers. He, Drake did not drop off no. the ball. Just no. quit it. No, no, quit it. Please stop. He didn't he didn't make pretty young things. Yeah. Chill out. <laughs> Stadiums have to be shut down because Michael Jackson and Michael the Jackson was the biggest person ever during in the that world. Time. In the world. People would faint just Worldwide. by getting close to him. Yeah, literally. You go to somewhere and literally the other side of the globe and you say who Drake is, they're like Drake. It's like it's like meeting Drewski. It's like oh, you yeah. think he's funny. It's like you see you see him everywhere. I mean, yeah. it has to do with social media, exactly. A lot, exactly. Mainly, but it's like Michael Jackson was a fucking different beast. No social he media. Was changing pop music as a whole, literally forever. So when I listen back to Michael Jackson songs, I'm like, okay, this is music. Yeah. I don't think it can ever be done again like this exactly. ever. Like exactly. we have what we have now, it's fine. But no, no, this is music. Yeah. Um. Little Michael Jackson. Yeah. Love, but uh, we haven't talked about Kendrick Lamar. Enough. We haven't. We haven't. You know what's interesting? What Kendrick Lamar's biggest stream song on Good Kid, Mad City. What do you think it is? His biggest stream song is it Money Trees? It's Money Trees. Whoa, you guessed it right. Never mind. Oh, really? It's Money Trees. Well, no, but I, the reason why I guessed Money Trees is because of the TikTok trend that they use like the. Oh, fuck. there's like a dance. I totally forgot about TikTok they, because they use that little dance thing on Money Trees. But if I were to just pick on like, oh, what I think is the biggest stream song because I think it's the best song, like I would probably choose the one with his Drake feature, the one with the Drake feature, yeah. uh, Poetic Justice. That's probably if I were to choose what the the biggest because it has a Drake feature, right? because a Drake feature, right? Yeah, yeah. You would think so. You would think it'd be um, Swimming Pools. Swimming pools Ooh, party song. Yeah, yeah. I would probably choose swimming pools because of like the frat. That's like, what I thought. No, it's fucking. Drink. It's money trees. Money I, tree. It might have to do with TikTok. Uh huh. I don't think so. Yeah. I think people just genuinely love money trees, dude. Yeah. People. It, it it's just like a rap song. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of has like a. a you have a charger. Oh, you have a charger. Yeah. You can continue talking though. Sorry. Um. It has like the pop element of like Kendrick Lamar sing rapping on the hook. It has the powerful J Rock verse. Oh, dude, that J Rock verse is incredible, right? And I think that's why people go back to the song. It's so infectious. Yeah. But all the other songs somehow are much popular at the yeah. time. But Money Trees is Money Trees is the one. Yeah. That tells you all you need to know about Kendrick Lamar. That literally. He can have the biggest songs in the radio. No, the songs that last the longest, yeah. that age like fine wine, yeah. are some of his deep cuts. Yeah. Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst. It's my favorite Kendrick song. Yeah, it's a fucking a phenomenal Kendrick song. Top two. Um, 
and it's not two. No, I'm kidding. Top two. Sing about me. Then you have, then you have um 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 like fun tracks on that like backstyle uh backseat freestyle. freestyle. Then you have um what is it called? What's that uh the um, oh what's, what's the up? opening track called of Sir uh Shireen. Shireen. Master Splinter's daughter. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, oh you have um. Wow, look this look look how big of a Kendrick Lamar fan I am. I'm re- misremembering all the names of the songs. Well, which album are you talking about? Good Kid, Mad City. Oh, Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm talking about um the um the one where it's like I made a left, I made a right, then another right. One lucky night with the homies. Um, Fuck. Art of peer pressure. The art of peer pressure. Yes. Fucking amazing. That's just on one album. Like, has J Cole made anything on the level of Good Kid, Mad City? No. No. Not even close. Do you think he has the capability of making anything close to what? Oh, okay, that's a different because now we're just song? insulting the guy. No, no, no. I'm okay. I'm just saying because that I'm just talking about and that in in the sense of like that's how that's where Kendrick Lamar is. You know what I mean? Like on an on an artistry level, that's where Kendrick Lamar storytelling. Is. Storytelling, everything. Yeah. Like good chemistry, which some people think it's his best. Some people think that's like not even the best people yeah. think the 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 paper butterfly is the best, mm-hmm. or some people for think different reasons. For different reasons, some people think damn is the best because of yeah. different reasons. Like he has in his own discography, like people don't really know There's levels to this. There's shit. levels, right? Same thing with Drake. Some people say, "Oh, take care is the best," and other people think, "No, no, 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 views is the best." No, 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 no. If you're reading this, is too late. His, like it's there, there's levels to it where like unanimously people are like, "Oh yeah, no, uh, four wheel drive is his best one." You know what I mean? There's levels. That's his best one. There's levels. And so that's why at the end, I feel like we both agree J. Cole is going to have to come He's off. getting dropped. He's getting dropped. Sorry. Sorry. And look, am I going to miss a lot of the J. Cole songs? Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. I, I'll, I'll miss them. But hey, there's a song similar to that on a Kendrick song. Or hey, there, there's a song similar to that on that Drake one. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to miss Workout by J. Cole. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Yeah. Sorry, J. Cole fans. Sorry, J. Cole fans. Look, we love J. Cole, obviously. We, I think he's a great artist. Um, but yeah, see you later. Bye-bye. If I have to say that. Um, but yeah, everyone, that's the um, end of uh, when, in your opinion, is better segment that we're going to probably start having. I think it's fun. It's good. I think even if we just end on it every every episode, which is like we have that to look forward to, everyone brings like a a, a, like a, what, a, a question for that segment i think it would be fun mm-hmm. but yeah the, um, that's all the topics we have to talk about today um if you want to follow the show on social media it's at think movie show on tiktok it's at think movie and on youtube it's um um youtube.com slash think movie show mm-hmm. if you want to find out where you can best listen to the podcast visit our anchor page at anchor.fm slash think movie show there you can find out where you can best listen to it, you know, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all those platforms. Um, because you want to support the show. You want to listen to it fully and you don't think that we're annoying. So you listen to it fully. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, if you if you want to find out where you can follow Brian, Brian, where can the people follow you? I mean, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd at BryPrado, B-R-Y-P-R-D-O. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me... On uh, Twitter, it's at Cisco Lopez underscore 14. The same thing for Letterboxd. Um, and um, yeah, um, on TikTok, it's Cisco Lopez 14, no underscore. Um, I do movie takes, TV takes, stuff like that. Just, um, you know, on my personal TikTok. And also, we're dropping on YouTube and on TikTok 
weekly. So if you don't want to listen to the entire episode and you want to listen to just segments of the show, go on our YouTube page, visit us, and um, you can just find us there. And you can take part in the amazing discourse that we're having in the comment section. Yeah, go on my Elvis. Yeah. Go on the Elvis review and yeah. um, defend me against the racist old people. No, yeah. Yeah, so if you want, like, Brian's perspective, he literally he, he runs the YouTube and his some of the comments that he gets are like the funniest thing in the world and 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 some of it's funny some of it is like wow you guys are kind of racist people are very passionate about certain things i'm telling you yeah um but that's the internet for you um but yeah that that'll be it for this week's episode um and uh we'll see you guys next time later later everyone